0: Welcome to the Heart and Soul Wellness Podcast, where we inspire women by teaching applicable skills and tools and assisting them with connecting with one another, healing and aspiring to their highest selves so they can reach their full potential. Hi, everyone. It's great to be with you today. I'm really excited about this topic. And I really hope that it's helpful. So today, what we're going to be talking about is the art of acceptance and surrender. This is one of my favorite topics to talk about because it's so important. Yeah, I feel like it's so difficult to do. So we're going to talk a little bit about it um, today. And I'm going to share with you some um, practical ways that you can engage in acceptance and surrender. So um, first, I'm going to start off with a quote. This is by John Kabat-Zinn. To let go means giving up, coercing, resisting, or struggling in exchange for something more powerful and wholesome, which comes out of allowing things to be just as they are without getting caught up in the attraction or the rejection of them, in the intrinsic stickiness of wanting, liking, or disliking. This is um, wherever you go, there you are. So I like this because this is exactly where we find ourselves bumping up against something. We can find ourselves bumping up against like a relationship. We can find ourselves liking or disliking a person, a thing, um, not wanting to deal with like the reality of things that we're facing, things like grief, things like trauma, trauma, not wanting to be where we're at right now in this moment, which totally makes sense, is c- completely understandable why we would want to escape. But what we know is that when we escape from the very emotions that we're facing, we end up with a whole myriad of more problems. Thinking about things like, okay, like coping with um, things in excess, like food, sex, anything else. Those things are all good for us, actually healthy for us. But if we use it in excess, um, things like substances as well, then we can create a whole myriad of problems for ourselves. And so what we're going to discuss today is the art of surrendering to the things that we cannot control. It is so normal. Our brain likes to avoid pain and seek pleasure. Totally normal that we find ourselves in situations where we are engaging in pleasure seeking behaviors where we want to feel better than what we feel right now. Yet the art of our humanness and our um, really where we find out what we are about is when we actually lean into these moments of discomfort and allow ourselves to sit with our trigger, Sit with the emotions, even sit with the distress or the discomfort or the disliking of a relationship to discover what's there. What is this about? This is when we get really curious with life and we're like, okay, what is this thing that I'm bumping up against? Why is it triggering? What is it teaching me? And how can I work with this instead of avoiding or resisting what I'm facing right now? Okay, so. We need to understand that we need to approach healing from a place of strength and wholeness. We need to start looking at ourselves as whole and not like a broken piece of China. We may feel fragmented, disconnected, and our brain may be healing from traumatic experiences, yet that doesn't mean that we are the victim. Or that we are undeserving of good things. I love to talk about this because oftentimes when we are dealing with acceptance and surrender, sometimes when we're healing from trauma, that actually looks like accepting that we are coping with. We are learning to manage things like post-traumatic stress disorder or things like um, depressive symptoms or anxiety Yet when we resist anxiety or we resist the very thing that we're facing, we end up creating more of the exact thing we don't want to create. Why? Because it's an avoidance. It's an avoidance of what we are experiencing right now in the present moment that is here to help us with moving forward. So an example is post-traumatic stress disorder. It is a normal reaction that the brain has to abnormal events that we've experienced in our lives. So totally normal that we have moments where we are having flashbacks or nightmares or intense emotional distress. This is because the brain knows how to heal and it is looking for ways to heal. And one of the ways that it does that is through reprocessing memories. The memories are not bad. They are experiences. They were traumatic, absolutely, and that's why they're painful, but it is the brain and body's way of healing. Um, okay, so the other thing is that it, when we practice acceptance, for example, accepting our emotions, we open ourselves up to more understanding, things like more wisdom and more gratitude. When we find ourselves in a place where we feel stuck, like we don't want to face it, or like, why is this happening to me? Anger is a normal part of recovery. There's nothing wrong with anger. It's actually a sign of unmet needs. However, when we stay there, and we um, fester in anger, it actually can become a hindrance to our recovery. Because anger is meant to move us forward. That is the function of the emotion of anger. When we don't use it as a, in a way that's helpful, it can become harmful. And just like anything, it's like, this is why there's like a balance to all things in life. When we use something that's like, so I'll give you an example. Like I love chocolate, (laughs) like seriously more. I love chocolate. And, but I can eat chocolate to the point where I get really sick. And then at that point, it's not necessarily good for me. Right. So all of our emotions serve a purpose, okay? Like sadness serves a purpose. It allows us the opportunity of grieving, expressing our emotions, dealing with with the feelings that we have about a loss or something that's happened in our life. And then that actually moves us forward. Usually that will move us forward to another emotion. We find ourselves stuck when we get in a place where we think, I don't want to feel any more sadness, even though sadness is actually part of our human experience. So cutting ourselves off to sadness would be like cutting ourselves also off to joy. Okay. So, um, and the other thing is when we look at our life, for example, in the lens of, um, from the lens of strength, from the lens of what am I learning and What do I want to gain from these experiences? We open ourselves up to making more sense of our trauma, Um, learning more about it in the framework of like, well, what can I do with this experience so that I can move forward with my life and I don't have to feel stuck and I don't have to continue to feel trapped in a place that I don't want to be for the rest of my life. Um, we can find ourselves in a place where we feel very trapped and we feel very stuck, especially when, um, again, we come up against that resistance or that fighting against something that we do not want to accept, we don't want to deal with, which completely makes sense and actually is part of the grieving cycle is to go through a phase of like denial or shock. Like this is not happening. Totally normal to go through that. But we do want to be able to move through it and move towards acceptance, which is the last stage of grief. Um, And so I want to make it clear too, that when we think about acceptance, we are not excusing any kind of trauma or we have experienced absolutely not it doesn't make it okay it's not your fault you can't control it nor can you cure like somebody's actions towards you but what you can do is choose how you want to be empowered how you want to step into your story and how you want to be empowered in your life and those are the choices that you do have we never have choices over um it's with somebody else's agency or what somebody else chooses to do however what we have the choice to do is how we want to make a difference in our lives okay so um the next thing i want to talk about is um okay we often resist that which we reject or want to fight against the very thing we wish wasn't there or could change the truth is that most things in life are there and our resistance of accepting life and fighting against life creates our own disharmony within ourselves. So the very thing that we are fighting against can create disharmony within ourselves. So when we think about this idea of wanting to have like inner peace and having a sense of security and safety and harmony within ourselves, that absolutely gets interrupted when we are stuck in resistance and stuck in like this fighting against life, rejecting life, not wanting to life to be what it is, um, engaging in like um, unhealthy coping behaviors that are creating more disharmony within ourselves. There's so many different ways that we can do that. And you know what? It's like it's normal that we all have things that we like that help us get through the moment. Right. So not, they're not all bad. It's just that when things are out of balance, they can become that way. It can create more, um, disharmony within us and take us out of balance. Okay. So here are some ways that we can, engage in acceptance. One is start by accepting our life circumstances. If you've been through trauma, if you've been through abuse, if you've been through something that was completely unfair and is not your fault, you do not have to take any accountability or responsibility what somebody else did to you. However, your choice is actually to take ownership for your life. Thinking about how do you want to step into your life and what kind of legacy do you want to leave behind? If you want to leave a legacy of like someone who survived, then you have the choice to not let your abuser or the person that harmed you to have power over your life anymore. And that doesn't happen all at once. That is a process, but you have the opportunity to take ownership for your life. It is a really hard thing to do, but that responsibility of actually taking ownership for your life then puts you in the driver's seat. And then you have more of a sense of control over your life instead of somebody else um, having power or control over you. So the second, my second, um, the second one on this is leaning into, to the pain of your experiences. So um, again, like I said, the brain likes to avoid pain and seek pleasure. It's our natural defense mechanisms. However, when we work with these defense mechanisms, we're actually able to gain more wisdom, gain more of the essence of who we are through working through these experiences, right? So, let me give an example. Like, so if I um, went through a trauma or something that was really difficult or painful, I could say, I'm never going to face this. I'm not going to face my pain. And so what I'm going to do instead is drink. Okay. So I could engage in like, you know, starting off drinking a little bit, and then it could become destructive to me. It could become so destructive that I could even hurt another person because of that, because I am running from my life or running from my pain. So that's one option. However, if I turn towards my pain, what would it be like to work with these emotions and this deep sadness that I'm feeling? Well, if I do that, especially with a trained professional, maybe someone who does EMDR and using other modalities that help me to heal, I'm actually facing it. I'm working with it. And then I'm finding solutions, right? So the difference is like really thinking about what are the things that I am turning away from and how could I turn towards those things in a healthy way? Maybe I can't do that on my own. I need a support system. That is absolutely critical. Having people that we can lean on and trust is incredibly powerful in healing. So thinking about what supports could help me with leaning into this pain in a healthy way. And I want to make that clear when we're healing from trauma, it's not just like, Oh yeah, just lean into your pain. No, we have to have like some um, grounding skills. We need to have like uh, probably a trained therapist, also an amazing support system, Um, other coping skills that are helpful with managing those emotions and working through those experiences. Super critical. Um, but the difference is finding the supports to help you with working through those, um, emotions and those moments of discomfort, um, in a way that makes sense to you. And in a way that is not running, running from what has happened. Okay. So again, totally normal to go through the stages of grief and the stages of healing, like shock, denial, all of that stuff, but we want to actually move through those stages. You know, if it's, if it's been years and there's things that we're just absolutely not facing, all we know is with trauma is that though that continues to, to stay, um, that continues to be present in the brain. And so those memories, the trauma at some point is going to hit you one way or another it absolutely will what we know is that um the majority of our thoughts emotions all of this are underneath the surface in our subconscious so the more we um work on awareness the more we're able to gather more insight and knowledge that's one of the reasons why emdr eye movement desensitization reprocessing is so powerful it helps us to become aware of the um traumatic memories, pain, um, other things that are buried in our subconscious for us to work on and manage in the present in a really uh, supportive environment. When we don't address those things, it's oftentimes why we can end up in um, patterns of behavior that, that we are not fully aware of. We don't really understand why we're doing. We just know that we are. And it's a way of breaking past those old patterns and creating a new narrative and creating a new recovery story. Okay. So, let's see. Third one, again, is turning towards our pain instead of running from it. We've already discussed that. Um, Another one is instead of ruminating in your pain, describe your pain. What does it feel like? Where are you feeling it in your body? Um, How heavy is it? Scale it on a scale from zero to 10 to see where it's at. That's one way that you can um, manage those moments of intensity and then know, have your mantra. Like the best is yet to come. I'm stronger than I think I am. Um, Nothing is permanent, right? Right everything's changing. So we know that even when we are hit with something that derails us, that it's not permanent, that we are going to move through it. And eventually, even though it doesn't feel that way in the moment, it feels like it's going to last forever, but it will pass. Okay. Um, how would it feel to accept my emotions, grief, loss, PTSD, or even feelings of sadness? Sometimes when we ask the question, how would it feel, it shifts things in the mind. Positive affirmations do not work for everyone. Sometimes people need a how would it feel statement. And how would it feel helps people with actually um, connecting with an emotion of like, how would it feel to accept my emotions? And then we are connecting with emotion of acceptance. Okay. Um, Gratitude practices. Gratitude practices are critical in recovery. Um, They're critical anyways. One of the things that gratitude practices do is it brings our mind to something other than the trauma that we're experiencing. It brings our mind to the little things in life that really add up and help us with managing the difficult moments. You know, it could be something so simple, like mm-hmm. a super sweet cashier at the grocery store was nice to you and smiled at you. Having a gratitude journal is so awesome. It's going to help you to um, feel more inspired and more motivated. It's going to give you more strength, primarily because it brings the mind to... Um, the emotions that have higher, that are at a higher vibration, just meaning that they are, they help us feel better. They help with depression. They help with anxiety. So, having a gratitude journal at the end of the day, where you write down things that you are grateful for, things that are um, helping you, is just incredible. So, I would just really encourage everyone who's listening today to um, start a gratitude journal, and even if. You start, and there are only one or two things on there. Th- those one or two things are, are great. And then you can just continue with it. Um, it doesn't have to be a long list. Some days you're not even going to want to write in it. But if you get into the practice, you are actually creating a new pattern in your brain. So your brain is able to access gratitude more frequently, especially on your hard days. So these practices just really add up. Okay. Um, number eight is like holding is practice, holding your emotions. So allowing your emotions to be there and letting them without trying to change them or labeling them as good or bad. So without judgment, just allowing the emotions to be present that are, that are present in that moment. Um, 20, so gratitude unlocks the fullness of life. It turns what we have into enough and more. It turns denial into acceptance, chaos into order, confusion to clarity, and it can turn a meal into a feast, a house into a home, a stranger into a friend. This is by Melody Beattie. Um, And then the last one I want to share with you is accept and act Whatever the present moment contains, accept it as if you had chosen it. Always work with it, not against it. Eckhart Tolle. Okay. So um, my, my, uh, I guess, encouragement for you this week is to engage in this practice. So acceptance is not about saying that it's okay what has happened to me or excusing somebody else's actions, but actually is accepting yourself. So this beautiful art of self-compassion and self-acceptance means I accept myself enough to know that even though I'm going through hard things, I'm going to work with it instead of against it, and I'm going to rise. Make the choice that you're going to rise. Make the choice that you are going to move forward. We can see the difference when we and we all go through days where we feel defeated by life, where life just feels so hard and wretched. And then we're like, How can I even get up the next day? But yet you get up the next day and you have more energy or you're able to do more, you have more strength. And guess what? You can say to yourself, I did that. So I'm going to try again tomorrow. And then every day you can try again remembering that you did it the day before, and then practicing this acceptance. It's okay if I have a day where I need to fall apart. It's okay if I'm sad today, or if I'm angry, or if these other things are going on, but I'm going to come back to my gratitude practice and this art of acceptance and surrender. So surrendering to those things we have no control over. Um. Having a higher power or some kind of spiritual practice is really key in recovery. Um, A lot of times people tie spirituality into religion. And for some people, that is incredibly healing and a a place of strength. And for other people, they need something different. So, uh, and research shows this, that some form of spirituality is so... um, beneficial in recovery and actually really shows that it helps for re- recovery progress. So my encouragement for you is that if you don't have, feel connected to a higher power, finding some connection in nature or spirituality, meditation, something that you feel connected to, this is really going to help your recovery to move forward, but also even just to accept wherever you're at today. Wherever you're at today is, it's just where you need to be. Oftentimes we tell ourselves, well, if I do this, if I do this, then I'm really going to be where I want to be. How about for today? We actually just accept that today we're sad or today we're angry or today we're working through some stuff or today we're maybe not exactly where we want to be and maybe didn't even do our very best today. And then we can have compassion and understanding and then use that the next day to move forward. And then accepting all that we have in the present moment as a gift. Life truly is a gift. It's here to teach us. It's here to awaken us. It's here to help us move forward. It's been an absolute honor to be with you today. Um, I am looking forward to practicing this acceptance this week myself. So I encourage you this week to engage in an acceptance process. Um, You can do a meditation or gratitude meditation. You also can just practice some of the suggestions that I um, put on the podcast. I'll have all of them in the show notes. And so I just want to thank you for listening and I hope you have an incredible week. Thank you for listening to the heart and soul wellness podcast with your host, Sarah Carter. Make sure to like and subscribe, and if you have any thoughts about what we talked about today, leave a comment. Also, you can find us at heartandsoulwellness.org and on Facebook and Instagram. Join us again as we continue to help women heal, connect, and aspire to their true and authentic selves.